0: And we're back. Sims complete. Week 14 review. We're
1: complete. You're complete. We're complete. I'm back.
0: I got a lot of juice today. I like it. You're ready to go.
1: I I got a lot right now, but I'll fade really fast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're back. It's good to see you. Yeah, I missed last week. You missed last week. You missed
0: two weeks ago, too. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, Missed two shows. You've missed two shows this year. Why
1: was the other one. Why did I miss
0: it? You tell me, man. Oh, I couldn't
1: talk. You're the diva. You would have loved that. I yeah. couldn't talk out of set here, and you know, yeah, you could make fun of me. <laughs> just and take just go, it. I'd make sign language, but I have a few signs I'd shoot to you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, of course, last week I, as you know, yeah, did you talk? talk I'm gonna just say real quick. I fell. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. I blacked out. You blacked out. It wasn't good. Okay. A lot of stitches. Yeah. And he was one of the first people I saw when I woke up, and I said. How is it Matt? And he goes, Oh, it's bad, big guy. <laughs> well, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> you want to say, Oh, don't worry, Dad. It's there was token. blood everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Yeah. Well, I'm a bleeder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Clearly. It oh did not God. look good.
1: But you were sitting right in front of me. And of thinking. course,
0: Didi, you know, my mother, yeah. your wife was concerned, you know. Well, like, I hope so. Because you're, you know, you're big boy. It's hard it's hard to lift you up, you know, when you're you're banged up like that.
1: Well, oh. well, I fell. Yeah. Got, and I fell three times because I got up like an idiot. But you don't know; you're like in dream world. And I said to my wife, Nick, if it ever happens again, which I hope it doesn't, I lock all the doors before I go to bed every night. <laughs> I do because I don't want to go stumbling through a door. <laughs> but that's the problem. <laughs> I said, if you see me fall, lay on me so well, I can't get up. You need like
0: you need lights too, like runway lights for you. You know, late at that's night, not so you know. Wake where, me up? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, as far as where, knowing where to go.
1: No, you don't understand. When you black out, you don't know where you're yeah, going. Yeah, I don't know if you blacked out, you know. You were just a little. No, I blacked out. Did you? Okay. Like I can remember it. All right.
0: You can remember it? Well, I just. You're the thought... first person to ever remember being blacked out.
1: Hey, I don't want to get into all that. I took two <laughs> steps and I went, oh, my God, I'm going. That's what I went in my mind. Uh-huh. I'm going down. Yeah. And. <laughs> oh, and going went, down. And I went down and I, like a dream world, I said, oh, my God, I just split open my head.
0: You in the marble countertop. So there we go. Yep.
1: No, the floor. I like the floor. It's
0: yeah, okay. I thought maybe you hit the countertop.
1: No, I hit the floor.
0: Okay. Well, the blood splatter just all over the place. Okay, that's enough. Let's yeah.
1: go. I want to talk some whatever. We're glad
0: that you uh, passed uh, concussion protocol to come back here. And well, to we don't be... know about
1: that. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well,
0: we'll let you know here in a second. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs>
1: yeah. Who's playing? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Go ahead. What are we starting with?
0: All right. So we're going to do a quick little rundown, right? We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Heisman and what happened in that. We're going to do that, yeah. We're going to great. break down the games that we saw last night with yeah. uh, the Dolphins and the Giants and Tommy Cutlets, baby. And Tommy, then uh, Tommy who? Tommy Cutlets. Tommy no. DeVito.
1: Well, the way you said it, I couldn't understand it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, all right You're not from here. And then uh, Eagles, Cowboys, Browns, Jags. Uh, what was the other game that we were going to do? And Bills, Chiefs, of course. Yeah, yeah of course we got to there. talk about that one. And yeah, then we're going to do picks. And just to remind everybody that, yeah, I went four and last week. You went two and two. And uh maybe you blacked out during that pick segment. Probably. But, yeah. I'm really All happy right, for
1: you though. That's good. I'm, I'm finally in good a good too. mood. Yeah. You talking about having a moody son? Holy Christ. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? like I should get paid extra for raising your racing.
0: No one is more moody than you. I mean, if you skip, I'm always if you in skip a, good mood. a
1: snack,
0: you're well, that's a different thing. I am just I'm so hungry. What'd you eat today, Phil? Well, I had about seven eggs. Uh, you know, two hamburgers, and then I had, uh, you know, a light salad, you know, which was probably about six to seven pounds, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you just – the guy is unbelievable. You're a glutton. Well, but you know it, what it is. What?
1: Well, it's the this thing when, when I'm growing up, I was always hungry because it wasn't because we were eating a lot.
0: All right, so we're yeah, <laughs> going to, like, childhood it's drama. My, <laughs> yeah, no, it is, really, truly.
1: <laughs> oh One of my brothers – there was five boys in my family, so uh, I think it was – Joe said, when we sat at the dinner table, we all had to, back then, everybody every night were at the table. Yeah. And so there was (laughs) 10 people at the table. And Joe says, I don't remember anything, all, everything was about, I could see whose hand was reaching for the next thing to get to eat. Right, right. Because we had a rule, you couldn't grab anything until your plate was clear. So you smash that first helping to make sure you can get a second. So your
0: eating habits today are because of this childhood dra- trauma of not being able to get enough when you were a kid. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Glad we established that. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. This is really uh... – okay, come on.
1: So last night, which game first? Well, we Wait, hold go. on.
0: The Heisman. We're starting with the Heisman when, real quick.
1: We said last night's games. All right, go Heisman. Jesus we have a meeting and you can't even remember what goes on. Who no,
0: that's not true because you just asked me what we were doing two well, seconds before we went water, on air. I said so it i let you go. Oh my God, you were okay. so. It's unbelievable. It's good I, to have you back I here, can't right? I not believe CBS, you know, just. Um, but uh, so the Heisman. All right, yes. Jaden Daniels got the win. Yes. Over Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Marvin Harrison
1: Jr. And uh, do you think they got it right? Do you think they picked the I right do. guy? Yeah. I've thought for. Quite a few weeks, you know, I was watching Jay. I, I saw Jaden Daniels. I paid attention to him every single week. I, I don't really know why. I know he started out well and had these numbers, but I remember watching him at Arizona State. Herm Edwards got him there. Right. And, you know, he played well there. Uh, not if you listen to the Arizona State people, <laughs> because he left. But he was tremendous for two years. But his whole season, I don't know if he ever really had a down game. Right. And the numbers were outstanding. It is the SEC. And I just thought overall the running, the throwing, he was. For weeks, I've been thinking. But I, you know, here's the other. Th- I'll just say this: I never heard his name much during the yeah, year. Yeah, you thought he was underappreciated. Gosh, absolutely! Every show I watched, his name never come up. Right. Oh, this guy, that guy. You know, it's just some, it, it was amazing.
0: Well, he's you know kind of like one of the first people to be, I think, like in that you know to win the Heisman and have three losses because I feel like the Heisman, it's all about just. You're on the best team, you know, very similar to the MVP. It's going to be oh, the quarterback that's, that's in it that
1: the has best the team. best
0: record, the best team, the most successful season, all that, whatever. Who um,
1: who won it with three or four losses? Well, Paul Horning won it with eight losses. Did he for really? Eight. Yeah, they were <laughs> two and eight. That's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. It's unbelievable. That is amazing. I want to
0: say, you know, as far as college goes for yeah, for Heisman, Heisman, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, like, was, was Johnny – a Manziel nominated you, for yeah. Heisman when he had like four or five losses yeah, in one I don't, year. I don't
1: know. I don't, boy, I don't remember that. Tim Tebow. I know he had three. Yeah. At least. And then they lost, he lost four that year. He won the Heisman. Title. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, four games. Yeah. So that's the one. That's really, long, I can't remember Johnny Manziel. I know it kind of went off the rails probably in that last year. But.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not sure if he was in consideration that year, but definitely the year before that. Yeah. But, but uh, good for
1: Jaden Daniels. He deserved definitely. it. It's given to the best player. Not the best team, so, and he proved all year long. He was, he was the most valuable player
0: for that team for this season. Right. LSU is a six and six football team, most definitely, if he is not on that football team with what he did through the air on the ground. Right. Almost 5,000 total yards, 50 total touchdowns. Uh, his passing was absolutely phenomenal. Great and, touch. Uh, yeah, great touch. Good feel for the game. Yes. Really good runner. The one thing that he has to get a little bit better for, I think, at the next level is just protecting himself, of course. Yeah. He plays very reckless at times, but, you know, you you, you got to give him credit. The dude is brave and courageous. You know, he, he does not fear anything. But in the NFL, a little different. Ooh. You know, you gotta you got to play the long game in the NFL more. Yeah, but. you
1: know, I'll say that. I got the meeting on Sunday yeah. as the Heisman winner comes in. Very nice, all that. I would say he's at least 6'3, maybe over that, I'm not sure. but And everybody goes, Oh, you gotta gain weight and all that. And I, you know, me, I just walked in and said, Hey, listen, you gotta be who you are. That's right. You know, gain a lot of weight, you know what it's gonna do? Make you slower. That's right. So that's who you are. And a are. big part of his game is being able to move and be fluid and athletic. Yeah. So don't, don't, it's just weight. And I, and I heard somebody on TV go, well, he weighs two oh five, but you know there was a time he weighed one eighty. Well, okay, so, <laughs> no well, doubt. And there well, was a time that he weighed, you know, yeah. seven pounds when it's he it, was born. Well, we're already starting. <laughs> it to hear doesn't all matter. But
0: you know what's interesting though, too? No one said that about Bryce Young a year ago. No one said Bryce Young, "Well, you got to get bigger, you got to get stronger." Everyone just, hey, he's fine the way that he is. But it's just kind of funny that Jaden Daniels, you know, there's already that narrative that oh, he needs to get bigger and stronger to make it in the NFL. So it's just one of those silly things. Like we kind of pick and choose. What's the right advice for right players
1: and, and how we view them? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, so much as how it's presented to the public. Yeah. As why, I, you know, I hate to get into all this. Why do I try to do my job right? Because fans only know two things what they see and what they hear, right. or what they read, I should say. And so it's important to put out the right story to, to benefit or to help the coaches and the players in the NFL instead of call, uh, causing narratives that are just not true, right. which there's many of them out there.
0: What the eyes see and the ears hear, the mind believes. Look at that. You like wow, that quote that's right pretty there. good. Yeah. I'm that's ha- pretty I have good.
1: to write that down and repeat it. But uh,
0: who, would you, who would you have said would have been second in the Heisman, though? Who would have been your next favorite real oh, quick? Oh,
1: shoot. Well, it wouldn't be Caleb Williams because I just thought it was. I would say.
0: No, Bo Nix and Michael
1: Penix and Marvin right Harrison. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Bo Nix. Would have been I two? I probably would have said Bo Nix is number two. As number two. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's close. Yeah. And um, Michael Penix right there. I mean, he was fabulous, too. And then I, Marvin Harrison would have been the fourth in mind. They put yeah. it up at the end of the show. I watched it. I thought it was a pretty good presentation uh, by ESPN and all the guys involved. But right. uh, they put up the voting, and I didn't have time to really figure out what it meant. It was close, they said. I, oh, I don't quite know. <laughs> right. It was hard. But, um, yeah, that would have, that'd have been my order. You were still recovering, too. No. That's they do not, that. That's so. no, excuses, <laughs> no excuses. No excuses. But it was a good show, and I'm glad Jaden Daniels won. We were just going to real quick. Go so, ahead. Go ahead. Caleb Williams. Just let's take 10 seconds. What do you think is is he going to automatically be the first pick of the draft? Is he going to be the
0: first pick? That remains to be seen. Is he the best quarterback in this year's draft so far from what we've seen? Right. I think that his ceiling is absolutely like through the roof. Right. The one thing that I have shared with you, you know, in private in our discussions with the quarterbacks is His style of play, he's going to have to, obviously, like we said with Jaden Daniels, adjust a little bit how he plays. No doubt. You know, he seems to me to be the type where, like, number one's open. ah, I'm going to hold it, wait, kind of create, make something else happen down the field. And I think we've seen a lot of the young quarterbacks in the NFL, if one's open, you, you can't. You can't pass it up. You got to take profits oh. when they're when they're there, you yeah. know. And you got to uh, make all
1: the routine yeah. plays.
0: You can't go broke taking a profit, so, so you got to just go. And, and that's something that I think that he has to get better at, or maybe just needs to be in a system that demands of that more from what we've seen in Lincoln Riley's offense.
1: Unless you are escaping like Lamar Jackson and making it work when it starts to they, you lose yards, get tackled, whatever. Then it changes. But th- let me say that. How about the little thing he threw out there? Well, I might stay in school. Yeah. Why would he say that? Because he doesn't want to go to Chicago. Wow. Interesting. And so you think it's a given that Chicago will take him and and give him Justin Fields? Maybe.
0: I don't know. And also, too, you know, there's a lot of money being made right now for some of these college football players, him being one of them. so. You know the the rush to go. I don't think really is is necessarily the same as it once was.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, he's not going to go back to college, so no, he's that. not. Marvin
0: Harrison's not going back to college no, either. Not. You know, Ohio State just probably paid him a little extra
1: say that too. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's it's they're getting paid well, but they're not getting paid well like a first round quarterback that's going to get paid. No, so no, but that's you all. know, you could definitely see that he might be someone
0: you know like an Eli Manning though that kind of tries to dictate where and who he goes to.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny you said that. I, it, it was in the back of my mind. And, you know, we saw Eli Manning do it. We saw John Elway do it. Right. And they got what they wanted out of it. Right. So, you know, these players coming out, it, 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 this is going to be fun. The fact that he said, I might go back to college, just made me believe that they're going to try to manipulate. He's got a team, maybe not yet, but will, and he wants to go there. That could happen. Right. And like we said, we, we've seen it before. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and the players now – are stronger, in other words, you know, they're more, they understand the whole business and everything, his father's going to be involved, and yeah. what did his father say when he left Oklahoma? Well, hey. I mean,
0: you know, they all have agents now, too, Well, they you have know, agents and they really. have the, the marketing people, all this, so there's these teams behind some of these, you know, star quarterbacks now that it just, yeah. it's a whole different animal.
1: All right, well, I think we cut. Kind of, you know, we, I was going to say, let's get into some of these quarterbacks, but... We're going to have tons of time to talk about yeah quarterbacks in the draft and all that's coming around. Well, is there once, anyone
0: else that recently that you're like – because I know Jaden was one of those players, Jaden Daniels, who you thought, why does no, no one talk about this guy? You know, he's big, he's strong, he throws it well, he moves yeah. great. You know, what is there someone else too that – No, you I, know, think, is really... I
1: think we know all the big names. I'm going to go down to just two real quick. Oh, yeah. This one. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, you think he will come out or not? He
0: might come out. But I don't know if he's really necessarily ready to be an NFL quarterback. I don't think that Michigan really demands much of him at the position. So right. I, I really feel like even though he has a lot of experience, I don't think it's like super valuable experience considering like some of the other players that we just mentioned. Yeah, I, I, think,
1: I think he'll end up staying. Um, yeah, he's a pretty good athlete, good arm, uh, but he needs to refine it more yeah in my, in my estimate just like you said and needs more throws I mean Jaden I don't know go, if he's
0: going to get more throws even if he does come back but, but it's
1: another year of practicing right. and all that it's yeah. like Jaden Daniels and he threw in, in Arizona State but oh my gosh he got five years worth of throwing right down at LSU the same with Michael Penix and Bo Nix I mean they threw the ball so much that it's going to translate to the NFL and help them
0: it definitely you know, will. so yeah that,
1: that's pretty cool and that's one thing about college; they're all getting enough throws in now. <laughs>
0: no, they <laughs> definitely get, are. Well, everyone except for JJ McCarthy. Yes, yeah, so except that's,
1: JJ. Yes. I mean, and the I, other I, ones we know, Quentin, Quentin, Ewers. He's going to stay at Texas. He's staying. Good one. You yep. know, don't come out against his class because you know they're going to downgrade you just because of all the other guys. Yeah, and but, and
0: he's just not as talented as some of those other people. No, he's so not. So he's he's going to be. You know, when you stack him up next to some of the other players physically and yeah. all that stuff, he's just he's not going to the measurements that excite a lot of people right, right. now so he so needs him, a year to get yeah whatever
1: bigger faster learn to just work and on he's your...
0: someone that i think is learning how to play the pro game because he's around sarkeesian and no what question. they're doing offensively so that he has i think that advantage
1: for him he plays like a pro quarterback for he sure does. and he's got beautiful touch on the ball yep and of course now you know i'm always throws in... the ball well down the field yeah let's get a someone little
0: more... who you got to look out for though you know in the next few years or next year or the year after jalen milrow Jalen Milrow of Alabama, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, look out, man. He's figuring out how to play the game. He's a really good athlete. He's tough as hell. He has great speed. He has great power when he runs the football. And dude is really getting better as a passer. So he is a really interesting prospect to me. Uh, And someone that I actually thought
1: maybe even considered – a Heisman candidate oh, this year. Yeah, no, that, but it wasn't enough for me to him be a Heisman. candidate. I know, candidate. but it was like he was on the you. edge. You know, yeah, I heard and Gary Danielson say, "Let's don't forget about him in the Heisman race." Yeah, he, so he definitely. I'm telling you, this dude is different. He's a I good like football him. player. He is a yes, all that, but is he Anthony Richardson? No, I don't think so. I loved Anthony Richardson coming out. I thought he actually. Gonna,
0: I think he's been more productive than Anthony Richardson so be. far in his college career. Yeah, He's actually shown me more than Anthony Richards so far. Not to me. No? As okay. far as
1: I'm talking – I'm talking about pros. Yeah. Because I haven't seen him uh, read and throw the ball. I thought Anthony Richardson was a little bit of a surprise when we really studied him last year. Yeah, yeah. That he was a little more refined than just running the system. Right. Uh, Jalen Milrose is – man, I mean, it's it's a lot of movement, and um, he's got to refine the throwing. And he's got to – you know, look, it worked out great. They're, they're in the – the college football playoffs for him. But he needs to learn to be a little more yes, I mean, no, no, yes, a little bit. I don't see enough of that to think that it's gonna translate right now to the NFL. Yeah. But he will get a lot more experience no, this year. I
0: agree with you and, and he's only a sophomore, so that's why I get like that excited about him and his potential.
1: And I know because... just for all the college coaches out there, <laughs> care, yeah. I'm gonna give Nick you tell, Saban, you tell them what to do. I'm gonna yeah. give Nick Saban some advice. Yeah. You can't have a three quarterback, you know, playoff during preseason. <laughs> Hell, you can't even get two of them ready or one ready, but we're going to judge three of them, and all you do is you put them all behind the eight ball. I don't know what happened in that situation. I'm just happy that they got
0: it right. They did. Because when they benched him, I was like, this is the stupidest decision I've ever seen a college make. He struggled against the third-best team in the country. You know, and I just thought that, all right, with time, with experience, he's going to keep getting better, you know, and yeah. and he did. So that's why I just, you know, I, I like Jalen Miller a Good. lot. All right, we'll get and, into that. Uh, we'll have some fun with that when he we'll comes keep out. An eye but on we'll... that one for sure. All
1: right, let's go. What do you got? Last night's game? All right, yeah. let's go. Yeah, where well, you want to start? Well, you want to start with your boy, Tommy Cutlets? No, no, let's go down to Tennessee and Miami. Okay, go ahead. You know, yeah, you I... are excited about this one. No, go ahead. I'm not. No, I'm not necessarily. But I, 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 look, I really had this feeling that Tennessee was probably going to beat the Dolphins. <laughs> no. I mean, come on! <laughs> Nobody did. Yeah. I was listening to the announcers sometimes, and they were like, "So exciting! The game is closer than we thought." Yeah, they didn't say that, but you could hear the energy because they could see Tennessee was, man. You know, look, Tennessee is just the it really are the the epitome of Mike Vrabel. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna keep punching your ass until you can't take it no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and. and we don't care. You punch us. I like it. Punch me. That's right. And, and no, I mean, I'm overstating it, of course. <laughs> no, it's a lot of truth to it. They played so – and they look huge on the field yeah. compared to Miami. And, and they were absolutely the more physical
0: football team oh, on the field. Yeah. Right? It's just the way that they hit and play.
1: Well, they, they – how they, they scored I, – I can't remember. They scored 27 points, right? Uh, 28. 28. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they went for two. Uh, Sealer interception for a touchdown. Then they had a long drive. They had a three-yard run by Mostert, uh, two plays, seven yards. And then they had another one, a five-yard TD run. They went two plays for 12 yards to score. High-powered Miami Dolphins offense right there. there. I mean, there you go. So, everything (laughs) that you don't ever want to do in a game, Tennessee did. Everything they could to lose in Miami. But they, they made all the plays when it counted. Right. And they were all enough on Tua. Of course, Tyreek Hill getting hurt but uh, overall wow and let's talk about that real quick it's unbelievable how important see this is
0: why to me he is the MVP because as soon as he is in question for them they are not the same football team and, and that to me is like the true definition of him now we could always say that about the quarterback position because it's easy yeah. my other issue too is that like we kind of just hand it to the quarterback similar to the Heisman a lot of that ways, right, right? but just like Tyreek not being out there immediately, it's just like, yep, all right, we can do, we can defend this team. We we really don't have much to worry about because he just he is that impactful.
1: I feel like to yeah, Jalen Waddle too, you know. So they, all that speed yeah. kind of got off the field. And you know, I'll get I'll say ask you a question here in a second, but not only did they lose what he does, it's physical that part, but it's mental to the team for sure. I mean, it's like the life goes out of them. No doubt. And I wonder, you know. He is the
0: spark plug to their team. Mike
1: McDaniel is over there. It, can you imagine him trying to call plays? He goes, oh, yo. This was well, a- that's
0: what's really cool about hard knocks right now with the with the uh, Dolphins because, right. you know, you, you see him on the sideline, and he goes, hey, is 10 in there? Uh, where's 10? Where's 10? Where's 10? You know, like, because he wants to run a play that he knows. And he's got to be if in If he's in there for it, it's a huge play, you know. But it's, it's like all the time, hey, uh, where's 10? Is 10 okay? Is 10 ready? It, can we get 10 in there? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's really, so It's just crazy. Yeah. So this is where, you know, for me, he is that big of a game changer. And you're right. It, the the psychological oh, aspect geez. of him not being out yeah. there was a big thing.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you made a great statement. You're right in all that. But the, the other thing, Will Levis. Yeah. I mean, look, he was really good. I, mean, I thought he threw the ball well. And, man, was he throwing it with power less. I like him. Totally. Who you mad at? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was letting it
0: go. Well, you know what it was? He was in Miami. You know, Whoa. humidity, the ball. You know, if you're a quarterback and you throw in Miami ever. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's like it's it's better than playing indoors. It is. And, uh, and I'm sure he was just like, man, like I feel pretty good. He's also an extension of the head coach too. You know, he's a meathead like oh. his head coach. He's perfect they're perfect for each other the way he embraced him after the game too you yeah. just yeah bro you know like <laughs> you just see they're like let's go lift you know like well, uh, so it's just pretty cool.
1: I love his energy I, that's really good and I think they you know I, I think they actually run an offense that's really good for Will Levis. yeah definitely uh, you know let's open it up a little more but DeAndre Hopkins was you know they were connecting last night but you know he's not he's not Dan Marino let's don't drop back and just put it all he's a good play action. He wants to throw it downfield a lot, all that. So the offense kind of fits him right now.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, he, he and hey,
0: he's, he's not Dan Marino yet, but the way to build him up into being a quarterback like that yeah, one it'll day be, is, yeah. is yeah. to do the things that you're saying. Run the ball, play action passing, you know, allow him to push the football down the field on those like one to two reads that are really simple where you're, you know you're getting somebody open. And, and I feel like they do that pretty consistently they when do. he's in the game.
1: Let me, let me say this about playing in Miami. I was there in 19 – a couple of times. It's 19, not Giant Stadium, I know that. No, 1993 <laughs> in preseason game, it's pouring rain. And, you know, back then we couldn't rub the footballs up like they do now, so I can't yeah. imagine. And I just remember throwing a few passes going, well, this is unbelievable, this is great. <laughs> right. The ball was incredible. i had been in Giant Stadium, I'd have been like, who can I throw it five yards to? you?" you know? <laughs> right. But it, it really is different. You're right, the humidity. Yeah. And for anybody out there, this is just quarterbacks – complaining but the humidity really makes it so much easier to be throwing the ball physically totally and uh, so so I always said well Dan Marino Sorry. That was just too easy down there. In Miami. Well,
0: that was that was your greatest strength is the fact that you you could still throw it effectively in Giant Stadium compared to a lot of the teams that you're playing against. Yeah. Well, as You always- know, I remember the the uh was it? The NFC Division uh divisional game against the 49ers when they played at, yeah. at Giant Stadium yeah. and they were like there's no way Joe Montana's going to be able to throw in this weather. Yeah. Yeah. You know? well, and so- it was actually like a nice day for yeah, I was a giant stadium.
1: I was actually mad that the weather was that nice. <laughs> I can not believe yeah. that because, yeah. but yeah. but but what the hell was I going to say? Oh, well, my uh, strength was was this: uh, as I ran out and felt the wind and the cold, I just go, "Well, I know it's going to be very average today for myself." But see, the other quarterback doesn't know that yet. <laughs> That's right. He's yeah. going to find out, and psychologically, yeah. it's going to get him right. And you know, Bill Belichick would always say as we'd run off the field. So what do you think? I said, oh, no chance. He goes, yeah, that's what I think, too. Because we talked <laughs> yeah. about the other quarterback. Right, right. He has no chance, Bill. The wind. He, and see, you, you know the thing, too. When it's windy, bad weather, you throw carefully. In other words, instead of sometimes maybe throwing it here or right at the receiver, you throw it a yard or two away from him because you're worried about losing control or the wind. or right. Those kind of things. And, you know, that takes a while to adjust to. But who cares? It's over.
0: And I was fortunate enough to play in Giant Stadium for uh, my state oh championship my as a as a senior forty in high mile an hour
1: wins. Forty mile per hour wins. But the crazy thing
0: was is in warm ups, it rained, then it snowed, right. then it sleeted. And I was like <laughs> I was like, please. I was like, God, just, just take away the other. A-. I was like, the wind is fine, but no rain or sleet or snow. That'll be the worst. And, uh, and luckily, it did. Well, it's we just, went to the
1: game, and you walked was like by a- me. You walked by me, and all you did was smile. and you go, hey, can you believe this? Yeah. And I, goes, our- hey, I was is. fine. I threw a great that yeah, day. You, you, you threw know, the other well. kid
0: though, not so much. So, it was- but yeah, you know,
1: so unbelievable win by Tennessee, and it's really, yeah. you know, so many questions are going to come back in. We just can't sit here and say. Oh, Tyreek Hill wasn't there, so we get no. You got to learn to do without, right? And, and you know, so we got to adjust the coaching, whatever. And then two, it looked like Miami just didn't have that natural en- energy that you'd want, right? I mean, I'm sure, especially for a team that's playing for first place, yeah. You know, and I'm playoffs. sure they're looking at Tennessee and just going, oh, "Come on, we, you know, these guys." Are yeah, struggling. that was
0: that was a bad decision, you know, yeah. because I just feel like Vrabel and them like. It doesn't matter what the record is. Mike you know? Mike doesn't yeah.
1: care. We, let's just fight. We don't care where we fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. Yeah, that's right. Just ring the bell. He, he really go. is unbelievable. Yeah. Of course, he was a tremendous player. And he was a man of few words. We I interviewed him a few times before Patriot Games. And, you know, I, I always knew this. He always – I said, what are you going to do when it's over? He goes, oh, I'm going to coach. Yeah. And he knew that. Right. And, but I think his his, um, his dream, he wanted to be at Ohio State and spend his time in Columbus and there. So Right. Uh, worked out pretty well, though. Moving on and uh, going to Tennessee Titans. How about the Giants? Let's go to them. Real Let's quick. go to the G-men, baby. All right.
0: So you know, really, the story is just Tommy DeVito, man. I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah. The Bosco guy, and and what's really cool too in this situation, he's. I said to someone before, because they're like, man, can you just believe it, like, the energy and all that? Like, he's actually not playing with, like, that much energy compared to a Daniel Jones, but it's the fact that he's a local guy that everyone is familiar with his story, him, you know, obviously uh, looking like a guy from our area, that, you know, the energy is brought in the stadium just because of him being the starting quarterback, and it's really great because the team feeds off of it naturally. You know, so I just think that, like, He did a great job, obviously, of just, quote-unquote, managing the game, You know, not taking too many risks. He missed a few throws early, but he did a great job using his legs to extend drives on multiple times, did a great job running and scrambling, avoiding big sacks, which I think were huge, kind of kept them in schedule, kept them, too, in winning the field position battle, I think, early on in the game, too, which I think was important. And he's doing a great job of just – you know, getting it done right now, you know, and not losing the game like so many young quarterbacks do in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I think all the what you said, he does have a natural energy to him. Yeah, his body language makes you, you know, whatever. The, I can just see the interviews for the last couple of weeks by the players tells me that they they how they feel about him. Now, you know, if he was playing bad, their feelings might have changed. But, no, uh, I know, but like his natural like if he played for the Arizona Cardinals,
0: would, yeah. his natural energy wouldn't be all consuming to the stadium, right. you know. Oh, I got, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like it's kind of like he does have natural energy, a little bit more than Daniel Jones, right? right. Of he course, uh, cuz that's not really saying much cuz yeah. Daniel's a little bit more subdued He's that way.
1: Definitely low key. But
0: at the same time, the stadium and all that like it's just like the perfect scenario for for it to be I feel like magnetized.
1: Hey Throwback uniforms, that big emblem in the middle of the oh, field. Oh, that's the other thing, too. Keep that wearing was, those damn uniforms. That was really cool. But you're right. When I turned the game on, I could definitely feel the giant stadium crowd. I say I always say giant stadium, MetLife, whatever. It's giant stadium. Yeah, but I could feel the crowd was the there. They there. were into it. And, of course, the story was about him. But it's the other thing is, too, but other parts of the team – and what, what did you say about the NFL? I, I can't remember exactly. You, well, I said was... that you know
0: the we're kind of past that point now in the season where like defensive lines are are they you know their best anymore. They're a little banged up. The season's long; it's difficult to just like be full blast at the line of scrimmage and just crush some of these offensive lines. So they're kind of wearing out naturally as the season has gone. So that that explosive first step that you were dealing with those first four weeks. Uh, isn't quite there anymore. And I feel like that's played into the favor of the Giants now. The Giants being able to, with a beaten-up offensive line, being able to now survive a little bit because these teams are, you know, feeling the effects of the full season.
1: Yeah. I think we've said, and, and, you know, you you were in the league long enough to know this, the first four weeks of every NFL season, can you survive? Yeah. Because everybody is at their physical peak. No doubt. And when you do – I think we've said this before, but let's say you play – whatever you're let's say you're the New York Jets you're playing the Miami Dolphins it's week three and then you play them again week 11 and week 11 you're sitting there let's look back at week three and you look at it and you go oh my god that's not the same team we really slowed down (laughs) yeah right the uniforms even don't look as good and this it's amazing that way but the other thing with the Giants which has happened here of late a lot of other guys you know Kayvon Thibodeau is playing awesome he's playing awesome the pickup of Bobby Okereke was has been. He is great. awesome. He's got, he they, is a really good football and McFadden's player. McFadden's in there too. You know, he, he's every game. Yeah. He's just making a play, whatever. And then Banks, the corner, the first round pick, coming through. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, starting it, what, to show up more. They they talked to Matt Lafleur, I guess during the week the announcers did Troy and Joe, and they said something, and the first thing came came out of Lafleur's mouth, Banks. Yeah. How about that? A rookie corner, and that's the first guy we're talking about. Yeah. But so it must be, you know, I haven't studied him that much. I just kind of watch the games because we don't cover the Giants enough. But uh, to say that tells me they hit on him. Right. And it looks like Thibodeau's coming through. Yeah. So the Giants, and they got five wins. Oh, my God. I I thought they wouldn't win three at (laughs) at one time. I'm like, but they've turned it around. And even Brian Dayball was in a good mood last night. Of course, they were in the game. And, and credit won.
0: to him because, I, you know, Art Stapleton, who I d- talked to occasionally and was on a, a, had so the ability to go on his podcast two weeks ago. he's a writer ago. here. He's a area. writer here in the area. He covered uh, Bosco for a long time when I was in high school, and then he moved on to doing the Giants stuff. And, and he even said, he's like, Dayball meets with DeVito privately for like an hour and a half, two hours, almost like every day. Wow. Just to go through stuff. Wow. And he's like, even on the day off, like they sit there, they talk about the plays, they go through them. Like, so it, it's like I know people at home are probably like, well, of course, like, why not? He's an offensive guy. He's the head coach. Those things don't happen as often as like you no. think they do in the NFL, just because the head coach has so many other responsibilities. But credit to him for really carving out time to make sure that like, hey, Tommy, we're going to do this and this. This is your read, like really walking him through it, making sure that he's prepared, making sure that he's comfortable with what they're doing. And it's just a great
1: sign of a great coach. He can't get away from the coaching end of it. You know, yeah. a lot of head coaches don't get to put their hands on the players as much as they would want. Right. So he's still in that mode, which is great, especially with the quarterback. I know he had a really good relation, at least I always here, with, with Josh Allen and Buffalo. Right. That he could yell at him treat him nice, yell at him to get a message to the team because sometimes you can't yell at all the players because it can really upset them. <laughs> you know, right. Oh, my gosh. But the last thing about the Giants, Jalen Hyatt, their first-round pick this year, right? He went in the first round. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he was second round. He was high second. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's yeah, why I Second. I question yeah. myself. But in, in Wondell, <clears throat> Robinson. Right? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm blanking on names all of a sudden. Yeah, Wandell Robinson. <laughs> Not I'm being careful. Yeah, you didn't they you are you, Giants. I should know this You these. weren't you didn't pass your concussion protocol. No, but yeah.
0: No, no. yeah. Wandell Robinson though, he's been awesome. The route that he ran late in the game, oh, Tommy DeVito set up the game winning field goal. That was awesome. phenomenal. He absolutely has great burst, change of direction. He's an exciting football player for them. He's back in shape now as a football player, too, right. coming off an injury. So that's really exciting. Isaiah Hodgins has always been kind of like a steadfast football player for him. Jalen Hyland only had two catches, but, you know, very impressive. Like, well, you can one. see that he looks more comfortable out there on the field. He looks more natural. No doubt. You know? And I know that's, like, a very bland statement to make, but if you watched him earlier in the year, you could just see that, like – he wasn't playing with great confidence and speed and just, hey, you know, NFL, getting after it.
1: It's the NFL. You like, yeah. it's, a, it's a tra- I said to Nate Burleson this past weekend, yeah. I don't know, we were talking about receivers, and I said something to him because I wanted to know the answer from a receiver. He goes, hey, man, it takes, it, it's a slow process. You know, there are some that come in and crush it right away, but most of them are going to come in and struggle with the, the speed, the coverages, the hands all over them, and how quick and whatever, and you just got to learn to get... Talent, but you gotta learn the feel for how to do it in the NFL too. Yeah, and, and we
0: mentioned that to each other the other day that yeah. just, you know, maybe we need to just press pause too on our final judgment, not only the quarterback position, but really every position. Because yeah. the the statement that Tom Brady made a few weeks ago about, you know, play in the NFL getting worse. You know, play in college stinks. It really does. College football is bad football. It really is on a consistent <laughs> basis. You know, now these four teams that we'll see. Yeah, it's pretty good. But there's a lot of really bad football being played at the college level. So these young players, they really need to adjust. Like Jalen Hyatt, that offense to what he's being asked to do with the Giants, I'm sure at first he's like, Wait, what? I gotta line up where? I gotta (laughs) shift in motion where? I gotta then go across and then block this guy or, or block this guy versus this different look. Like there's just so many subtle nuances to being a great football player in the NFL and to be great and then to be good. You know, it's like a whole – so it's just – we just got to press pause and give these guys the opportunity. And that goes to the coaching staff too.
1: Well, I got to Allowing do them too. the opportunity. Yeah, because I always have to go on TV and, hey, look, I apologize, you know. because <laughs> yeah, we rush the judgment. Yeah, we That's definitely, definitely rush. We fired – you know, TV fires about ten coaches by week four – and they bench every quarterback. Once once a backup quarterback comes in and plays well, well, uh, I think they got their man of the future. Hey, can we wait two games before we declare yeah, to be no the guy? Doubt. Josh
0: Dobbs was the franchise quarterback for the Vikings three weeks ago. Oh, you know, because he, he brings another element
1: over Kirk Cousins. Yeah, wait. Kirk yeah. Cousins. Well, that, he, now, yeah, let's not get I know. into that. But, yeah. but, no, I understand. Just <laughs> because he can run, but Kirk Cousins was orchestrating an orchestra. Kirk
0: Cousins would be in the MVP race if he was still healthy.
1: They would be so dangerous, but we'll get into that some other time. All right, so let's go into the Eagles Eagles, Cowboys. Let's get it done.
0: Eagles Cowboys, black. We're falling behind. Let's go. It's all right. We're excited.
1: I'm just glad that you're You're here. You just got oh good. I'm just just glad you're here, Phil. Can we get a clip of this him saying that? I'll take it home and (laughs) show my wife. Whatever Matt said something nice about (laughs) his spot. Get the hell out of here. All right, go ahead. Let's go Eagles Dallas. Uh, My first impression. Really surprised by the score, and um, I did learn something, just kind of watching a little TV yesterday and everything, and if the Eagles, because I, I say it, the best offensive line in football. Yeah. Why aren't we running it more if they're the best offensive line in football? You know, So, the, and I just look at myself and go, come on, man, maybe i got to dig in there a little deeper. I know they can sure pass protect, that's for sure. Holy crap can they pass protect. Man. They can run block too. They're –
0: my issue with the Eagles is the scheme of the offense. It was great a year ago. The tricks of we have an RP over here, we have a screen over here, quarterback draw, inside zone, whatever, all that kind of stuff. All right, we're now it's a whole nother year where everyone's watched you, watched you all offseason, watching you again this year. And it's just like those same tricks don't do it for me anymore. You know, it's like can we can we try to trick the defense a little? You know, our best run plays a quarterback draw right now. You know, that's where I'm concerned. Like, it's just – it's so basic to me. They don't do enough. They don't try to trick the defense. They don't set up plays where it's like, hey, we're doing this because we want to hit the great play-action pass over it. It's also tough to be a great play-action pass team too when you're in the shotgun all the time. Always in the shotgun. There's no deception to it whatsoever. You know, we run a speed sweep for 10 yards. We're like, oh,
1: wow, that was great. You know, but just – there's not enough of those type of things. Not enough movement. Different offensive coordinator. And we're seeing as you just go and you look at Indianapolis, of course, they're not even in the same world talent-wise. But, you know, Shane Steichen, he's he's doing a great job. They do it I all. I mean, they got a – their running game is complicated. Or not, I don't want to say complicated. They just have a lot of stuff to do, and their O-line can carry it out. And even the pass game, they don't have Philadelphia's talent. Right. Not yet, but – you know, Philadelphia had everybody last year. You're right. People got, can play more man-to-man coverage or whatever, things like that. They would just put two receivers on each side. And if you spread the defense, then they were going to run some type. And if you played man-to-man, he's going to throw it. Right. Or if you played soft or whatever, he was going to throw the what? The quick out from the slot, a hitch from outside, the little under that A.J. Brown runs five times every game. At right? least, yeah. I mean, I saw it again the other night. Yeah. And, yeah, it's good against zone and man.
0: Or just the one-on-one go route when it's man coverage across the board. You know, like, that's really
1: the extent of their offense. No matter how good you are physically, which they are, but coaches have to put it over the top. Yeah. Coaches got to take talent and make it better. Right. And, you know, everybody, oh, no, it's all. No, coaches have to make them better. Put them in opportunities. Creates move. You know, you're right. I don't know what their moving percentage is. I just can't look at all those stats. I just do it. No, I know.
0: But just like when you generally watch the game, you just, we line up, we're in shotgun. Jalen hurts does this. And that's it. Like every play. And it's like, come on. Like, can we get some sort of just action behind the line of scrimmage to make the defense think a little bit and, you know, and Hey, they were moving the ball well against the Cowboys. They were, they were moving it down the field. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are talented, but, at the same time, that's also why you went. What was it? Oh, for one in the red zone too. You know, and your turnovers. Like it's just. It was easy. I feel like for the Cowboys to pressure when they needed to, to force the Philadelphia Eagles to throw Double it quickly, yeah. to get them to get them to make quick decisions. Right. Right. In plays where maybe they weren't expecting pressure. Obviously. The strips were unbelievable. Forcing three fumbles was great, right for the Cowboys. Yeah, it was. The lack of ball security by everybody for the Philadelphia Eagles was like kind of concerning, especially for how big would, that game would was. Would you
1: say just doing the Eagles' offense? Would you say Dallas is the fastest defense they faced this year? Dallas looked fast as hell yeah, in this game. They did. They really did. And the three, I thought the three fumbles really were the cause by speed. Because it came from behind and just boom, every one of them.
0: Well, you know, it was kind of like I think you're right. It was like a little bit of everything. Like it was just a speed collapsing on you quickly, and right. then like as you're bracing for this hit, someone's behind you right. and you don't even yeah. know that they're coming. Right. You know, and like and that's also Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was, you know, I don't like obsessed with that when we were with the Falcons. You know, his favorite line was just like, uh hey, Sims, what's what's the best drive? Three and out, right? And he'd be like, yes, coach, no! It's a one-and-out. We oh. want to pick. We want an intercept. We want, you know, and I'm just like, you're right. One-and-out. Right. Oh, it that was, is it was always this great, like, thing. That's a great know? line. So if we sign somebody, yeah. right, like a new guy, yeah. he'd be like, hey, man. Uh, best best job for the defense is three and out, right? He'd be like, that's right, coach. you would be like, no, it's not. And, you know, like, so, oh, so he set
1: people up. He Man. would set
0: people up to kind of make them buy into, like, you know, what our program was really about. That but, is cool. You know, you could just see that, like, that's the way that they played. They played, I feel like, an aggressive style at times to force the Eagles to make plays, to throw into tight windows, rally to the ball fast, and – they really never, I feel like, put the Dallas Cowboys in a in a really difficult position. And even the plays they did make, it was like, ooh, they could have made a play defensively. Right. You know, like even Stephon Gilmore, he gave up the back shoulder, but it was like, he was all over it. Yeah, you know, it had to be a perfect throw. Yeah. So I just feel like the Eagles have to play absolutely perfect for them to kind of like be great on offense right now. Well, and, we'll see. And I that's think... tough right now against – who we've seen now, the two better teams in the NFC yeah. against them.
1: It, it, hey, you, this is what it's about. You know, you play, now you've really learned for, they, they already knew, but maybe they got to be a little more creative. We'll see if they do. My big thing about the game, there's so many things. Dallas had the ball for 36 minutes. So, of course, that tells you, hey, look, they're completing passes, they're running, whatever they do, they're picking up third downs. Yeah. But I want to talk about this guy, Mike McCarthy. Say the, it. Yes. With this play sheet like a New Jersey diner, you know <laughs> that play like, sheet. Yeah. He could put it like this and cover his whole body. No doubt. I mean, it's unbelievable. And not only that, you know, it has pages. I know. Oh my god! What I, I really and really
0: and credit to him too. He called a it. great game oh. after getting surgery. All the stuff that was going on this week, personally for him. I yes. mean, this is not. He's not a spring chicken. You no. know, he's not
1: a thirty-year-old man, man out there. Like, I thought he is. Uh, listen. I questioned the move when they got rid of Kellen Moore. He goes, "I want to call the plays." And this is what was interesting. And we're going to run the ball and all this. Well, yeah, they're the run and shoot now. I mean, it's throw, throw, throw. Hey, Dak, you tired? I will right, well, hand one off. Get you rested <laughs> right. we throw another one. I mean, that's yeah, what they it kind looks of like. run to run. Oh yeah. man! Yeah. And, and then but they're, um, Dak is throwing it better than I've ever seen him. Mike McCarthy, the play calling, except for what game was that against where he called a couple um oh against seattle yeah he threw a pass when you should have run whatever right off the clock but the play called the play design i think that's got me more than anything it's gotten better they're doing a little they do everything now and he's doing it and he knows of course i even saw him after the game say it hey Dak's throwing the ball really well he Dak prescott is in that mode he's like um the the baseball pitcher he goes you know i think i'll just paint the outside a couple times. I'm going <laughs> right. to drive one inside on the air. I mean, he's had great control of the football. He's throwing it fantastic. And don't you think he's throwing it harder right now than you've ever seen him throw it? Yeah, I do, actually. It's You're like right. It's like you know, he's getting that big ass and those legs. <laughs> that he's throw, man. And he's getting through the throw better, he, for yeah, sure, yeah. He really is. <laughs> and ass and legs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Doc is a big dude. I remember him. He's probably about five. He's moving height. great, too, in the and pocket. His movement
0: he, is awesome. You know, he really is. He's extending plays. Getting Brandon Cooks involved more, Turpin involved with just, like, his little gadget plays every now and then. The dude Ferguson is a rising star in the NFL. This kid is a rising star. And he's got got, a little
1: shit to him. He does. Which I
0: I I like. He brings a little
1: attitude to that side of the ball for them. Of course, I'm surprised when you, you know, because why? I watched Wisconsin football. And, you know, hey, Jake, we're going to get this route. You can run outside four yard gain Catch it. And what, you know what I mean? Holy <laughs> Christ. How can you be a good receiver or a tight end catching a ball when you come from that The leading the
0: leading tight ends in the in the uh NFL right now are Travis Kelsey one and then three guys from Iowa. So, <laughs> you know, and Iowa, I don't know.
1: You they know, don't throw it. No. We don't see
0: we see what they do offensively. Yeah. So it's just uh the big ten, they got some work to do offensively. Well, that's my for last sure.
1: thing about this game is just this. You know, you couldn't turn the T V on the whole offseason this past year without it being about the Dallas Cowboys, of course, and Dak Prescott can't throw these interceptions. And, and, you know, it's all you heard. And if you're the quarter, you're him, you know, it wears you out. And I think he's played almost – it hasn't been a factor, except maybe for the San Francisco game, which it really came – it blew up after that three-interception game. Right. But he's been really good with the football. His accuracy is off the charts, and I always say this – when you're really throwing well, you see it better, it's clear, you make decisions, you throw it accurately, you see it, you believe it, you complete it. Right. And that's what happens. And you know. And how about their offensive line, too? Yeah. The offensive line, I mean, they, yeah. they kicked
0: Philly's D-line's butt. You know, they really did. They, yeah. I feel like Dak moved because he was moving within the rhythm of the play, not because he was forced off of his spot. The first time that they put the first time they played, dude was running for his life, right? Every oh, single time.
1: Yeah, it's a great point. This the
0: time p- around, he was moving because one, two's not open. All right, here's a lane. Let me go. You know, and then he was making plays outside the pocket that way. Yeah, it wasn't great. like he was pressed out. I got to
1: remember that. Yeah, Dallas got overpowered by the front of Philadelphia. Yeah, not this and time around. Not this time around. That's this right, was really so.
0: impressive, and that that was a little bit of concern too when you're watching Philadelphia. Is just like, all right, yeah, we like their defensive line. We had question marks at the linebacker position. We know the back end is good. It's not great, right? But D-line looks slow. D-line did not look as explosive or as fast as it once did.
1: Let me you ask know? you a and question. And that's concerning. Do you think the what they've gone through, Philadelphia, I mean it was Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, the, uh, who am I missing? Buffalo, Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, Kansas City, Buffalo. Oh, Come on. Yeah,
0: why are we blanking on this right was now? Was it
1: Dallas? No, no, it was way before that. San Francisco. San
0: Francisco, yes. There correct. you go. There so you those go. Three, Jeez, you how do we da- blank on that one? Yeah, no, know. It's, yeah. it's
1: unbelievable. Got a lot in his head. I'm trying to get it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, that's true,
1: too. <laughs> but do you look at that game in Dallas go, they're just out. You know, they're tired. Right. And, you know, I just got to say this. I, I, I don't think so. You know, every NFL team is going to go through four- and five-game stretches where it's going to be unbelievable. For sure, yeah. And, you know, a lot of good ones, they just go right through it. That's what it is. Yeah, no doubt. You're going to have tough, competitive battles, and if you're a really, really good team, you find a way to get through all those. Yeah, for so, sure. And they did get through two of them. They did. And it was tough. They did. It was My tough. My God, overtime, yeah. and they had to a lot of things go their way in Kansas City. So, this will be interesting. I think Philadelphia – Can still run the table for the rest of the year. The big question is, we won't even get into it, just throwing it out there. Can Dallas run the table? Can San Francisco run the table the rest of the year? And see what happens if that does happen. Right. So, all right. And Brandon Aubrey. Oh. Freak. That's it. I mentioned, Brandon you're my, Aubrey, you're a freak. I mentioned him two weeks ago on TV. Everybody went, oh, you talk about a kicker? <laughs> yeah. Well, at the time. <laughs> what I the he was, hell happened to you, Phil? He, he was 24-24 <laughs> when I said it. He's 30-30 now. Well, the
0: kick from 60 was good from 65-68. Oh. It was ridiculous. It yeah. went halfway through the
1: uprights. What is he now? Let's see. What was he? I, damn, I wrote it down just because I wanted to remember. Well, I'm not going to remember. <laughs> oh, I got it. He's... Um, Fifty plus. Oh, he's thirty for thirty, and from fifty and over, he's eight for eight. Pretty so, good. Oh, it's unbelievable. Pretty good. You're right. And he hit the crossbar
0: twice on kickoffs. So did he really? Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't, <laughs> didn't yeah, see that. it's unbelievable. All
1: right, well, what we got? Let's go. Let's we go got, to Bills Chiefs now. We got to pick Bills it up. Chiefs. Yeah. here, go It's two minutes. All right. Off, man. What's wrong with the Chiefs? Talk to me. Okay. America, <laughs> relax. You took a deep breath there. Yeah, I got to because yeah. you know, America, relax. Everybody is up in arms because the Chiefs are not scoring 30 games. Look, I know it's not the same team. I understand it, but Patrick Mahomes and oh, it, it, yeah, they're they're going through a transition. There's many things. Yeah, they still got their defense is playing awesome,
0: right? It's great defense. Yeah, yeah, they can
1: run the ball. I don't even know what the numbers are. I should have looked them up, but yeah, they're not throwing the ball the same. There's many reasons. The tackles. You know, Bill Coward did a good job talking about this. They're getting beat. They're making Patrick Mahomes move. And what happens if that happens enough? You just get in the rhythm of thinking it's going to happen, right, Matt? That's right. And you're just going to move. Yeah. And he's moving too quick sometimes. Young receivers, we've already talked about it today. What? We've it takes a while weeks, to yeah. adjust. Right. They got to get a feel. And, you know, and I talked to the that other guy that you know real well. His name's Christopher Sims. Uh, and he and it, we talked about this, Juju Smith-Schuster was the wide receiver to match Travis Kelsey. He could adjust, move his route, do whatever. He saw Mahomes move. He would move, that kind of thing. And that's, that's hard to learn as a young guy. Right. And, you know, last but not least, I'm not even going to say it maybe anymore, but Eric bien just watching what they do in Washington, yes, they're no good. Their team is not. But, dang, can they draw up a bunch of plays every week. They get explosive plays every, every damn game. Every week, and they're yep. pumping it, you know. And I'd say, you know, Sam Howell, just, we don't have to rip every throw deep down the field. Yeah, but you can see,
0: like, that's an aspect that the Kansas City Chiefs don't have right now. They no. don't have that ability to just doctor up a few plays and get some people wide open. How many
1: times did we see a game, and there's Eric bien on the side, and just blowing his top?
0: Well, that's the thing, too, right,
1: is that Matt Nagy –
0: you know, for me just like offensively never did it for me. Never really understood the hype behind, you know, what he was doing. Well,
1: he was in Kansas City. No doubt, yeah. right?
0: And you know, it, it was kind of like Eric Bieniemy the same thing. You're in Kansas City with Andy Reid, all that. All right, well, good move by uh, by Eric Bieniemy. He left and now we see like, all right. You you were the real deal. He
1: had to have some You something were the real deal. deal. Yeah.
0: No doubt. And He's also a badass. <laughs> Oh. That's really like to to put it politely, like Eric Biani. Like when you see him in the press conferences, like you're just like you can see he's edgy, he's tough, he's not afraid to say you're soft or we got to do this or you know and keep it real, keep it 100. Probably does it maybe too much in some players' well, minds. Listen, and, yes, and do you think that the Kansas City Chiefs are missing that in that that offensive meeting room right now? Oh, because I feel like they're like oh poor me, absolutely. and Eric been like poor you, you're soft. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I, that's just kind of my, my take on can't it. can't
1: do every. No, man, I think it's a great take, and I think we're silly if we don't look at it that way. And, you know, nobody really wants to say it. I've said it, and I just go, you know, and I, I get cross-eyed looks at me sometimes. I just, I, I believe this. I just know him, and I've watched him on the sideline, and I remember, well, just last year, I could see him over there in that sheet, and he was was talking everywhere. Yeah. And he was giving Andy Reid ideas. And a lot of times, Andy, they call a play. And Andy Reid, I think, jumped in there. I don't see Andy Reid jumping into the play calling when they show him on camera as much as I have. I'm just saying that. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't care. Yeah, not sure. But.
0: But, but, yeah, I mean, you even,
1: you even saw Eric Bieniemy like, rip into Pat
0: on a few occasions, too. Oh, yeah. And, and demand more of him. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I get that same vibe from this team this year, you yeah. know. And also, too, just like, hey. you know, yeah, all right, your receivers aren't where they need to be right now. Okay, so what? You know, it, we're
1: week 14. Let's you know? just play and win. Let's don't apologize for out. winning. Yes, You know, oh, but we want pretty wins from Kansas City. Hey, they rebuilt their defense. That's why they're hanging in there right now. Also, they, too, you
0: paid your quarterback a lot of money. So, there's going to be some, get some sort of guys. effect to that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't pay him and then expect you're going to get, like, you know, everyone else. I mean, there's a reason why they got rid of Tyreek Hill. So... Yeah, uh, it's the, just uh, it's he, it's an interesting situation for them to be in, and I, honestly, I don't care either. You know, I don't want to hear about the referee thing either. You know, Kadarius Tony, you've been playing football for I don't know how old he is, but you've been playing football for 15 years of your life. Yeah. You know where on sides is every uh, receiver in the NFL lines up, checks, and then goes like it's second nature. The fact that they didn't do that, and the fact that they complained. Because it was a great play. It, listen, it was a great play. Yeah. We will talk about it for a long time. Travis Kelsey, that was amazing. Problem is, is that you didn't line
1: up properly. And, you know, you can't be rewarded for, for breaking the law. Man, <laughs> it won't be talked about for a long time because it didn't count. So, it just gets washed. Yeah, that's true, too. Now, if it counted. You know, still, it still was one of the greatest plays this? I've ever seen. Here's a take on TV. Uh, you know, well, it just it just robbed us of a great play. Shut up, it robbed you of a great play, in other words, you shouldn't have called it because we need that play for highlights. It could be the it should have been the play of the year, right. Oh, you know, we got to tell the officials that if you think it's the play of the year, don't throw a flag, right I mean, come on, you know that that in that argument, but people say this and they mean it,
0: I know I, I mean, know, And hey, you I, know
1: one day you know what I'm gonna have? I'm gonna have a show, and all I'm gonna do is just gripe and bitch about all the things that I. <laughs> Well, I do it now. Well, yeah, I was like, this is the purpose <laughs> of the show right now. No, no, I mean, but like, what's really But what's crazy to me, though, is that,
0: like, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid complained more about this in a week 14 game than when D4 lined up off sides in, in, in the playoffs when, Super Bowl. when Tom Brady threw an interception on that same exact play. Yeah. I feel like they were kind of like, oh, it's just football, you know, but here they are. You know, I just – I was Points. surprised that it was so aggressive with – with being so angry at the refs too. And, and honestly, you put yourself in that position anyway. You know, it just, the whole thing to me, I don't want to hear the victim part of it. That's my only thing. That is a great take, you know, I so that's worry. it. You'll little,
1: hear that somewhere else. Too, from me. too
0: much victim, you know, uh, stuff for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. And I just don't care. You know, a lot of people out there in the, in the fan world think that, you won the Super Bowl because you got a, a holding call that really wasn't a holding call. You know, oh, that, you, well. that you overthrew a pass by 10 yards, and you were rewarded with the penalty. You know, so I don't care. So, as Pat Mahomes, after he throws an incompletion, you know, he's trying to get the call. He wants, next play. You know, uh, yeah. hey, next game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't no. care. Move on. Is that on. what he's doing? Just Yeah. What I him, he's always, Whenever he, he misses a throw, next play, hurry, hurry. you know, or something doesn't go right, he's –
1: Oh, that's really funny. It's really
0: funny. It's just like this little, like, crush that he has. Between you know, here's plays. The,
1: here's the other thing uh, that I, this, and we'll move on, because I want to talk about the Brown-Jacksonville real quick. Yeah. is And we're going to make it quick, is that uh, physically Mahomes is throwing the ball, I think, really well. Maybe the decisions and this or whatever. But when he sits up and throws it, I mean, it's coming out of his hand like a rocket. Sometimes I think he's throwing it – It's a little hard yeah and it's getting on the receivers too quick I you know it's just a thought but it's just me right when I watch him I think his his I know we talk about this a lot his fundamentals his throwing all that it's really gotten more compact and powerful and you agree or disagree? No, actually,
0: I don't think that he's throwing the ball that great. Yeah, I knew you were Yeah, say that. the past few weeks. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I said it last week. You know, when you weren't here, just like I'm, I haven't been superly, I haven't been super impressed with his yeah. his throwing this year. All right. You know, and I feel like he kind of does get the benefit of the doubt sometimes. With like, sure he does because you know he throws a bad ball and like, oh, hey, they should catch that. It's like, well, it was a foot off the ground and it was 90 miles per well, hour. That, that's but,
1: I, I even complain about that. Whoever's judging knows it's it's a little too much for me. I, I've looked at all the drops, and I surely didn't come up as, with many as. But the more you put the number, the higher it gets, the better the story is. So we got to yeah. do it. All right, what we got? We got one game. Jags- Browns. Do real quick, let's do it. Browns and Jags. I'll just say this, because uh, I want to shorten it a little bit. But Joe Flacco is in the perfect offense for him. Yeah. They can run the football. I love their play action game. They're tremendous in screens. They ran a little. Uh, DTR came in a few times, ran the Wildcat. They take shots down the field, which is really, really good.
0: David Njoku now is, like, a huge part of their offense he's because Joe Flacco is in.
1: He's a star. No doubt. He's and a star. You could
0: just tell, too, right, after the game, like, you know, he he embraced Joe Flacco. And you could just see he's just like, man, like, I've been waiting for a quarterback like you my whole career. Wow. You know, because – he just fits what they're trying to do. They they didn't run the ball effectively against Jacksonville, who's a very good, run, good defense, run defense. yeah. But they ran it to continue to run it to force them to defend it, right, because they are a good running football Boy, team. Yes. And then they knew it because a lot of their big plays, explosive plays, came off of play action, you know. Wow, so the point. the touchdown to David Njoku uh, where he hit a little shallow cross over the middle, hard play action pass. Aluokin is – like, at the line of scrimmage, right, right. when he turns and looks, and, and there's Njoku wide open over the middle because just had to respect it. Even though they were stopping the run, they had to continue to stop it. It's a great lesson. And, and it really was just, like, good for Kevin Stefanski for being patient with running it, just like we credited uh, McVay yeah. with the, uh, the Rams a few years ago, which is, right. like, might not be effective, but – continue to make the defense defend the
1: running attack and keep all and the then, plays you have off of and it and then build yeah. off
0: of those plays to set it up and that's yeah. exactly what happened in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it of course, I'm a fan a lot of times too. I'm glad to see Joe Flacco do well and so far and a couple things, he's getting a lot of space to throw the ball, but when he was under pressure, he's chucking that thing out of bounds, you know, trying not to take sacks. Yeah. I don't know how many sacks he's taken in these couple games, but not many. And uh, good decisions. Still, his arm is not what it used to be, but it doesn't matter. So, he's not throwing at 98. He's still throwing at 95. Right. And, uh, you know, like a baseball pitcher. So, that, that's really good. But you said it right. The, the running game, it's about, what are they, uh, Bill Cowher always says this, it's about the attempts. It's not always about the yards. Right. So, it keeps everything alive. But Kevin Stefanski, what did we say I said to you last night? Najoku is a star, got a giving more footballs to catch and Kevin Stefanski. I think it's his best, his best year of coaching. That's pretty awesome. On the offensive side, It really is. Sure. And really the best
0: offensive uh, – best move he made in the offseason was getting Jim Schwartz because his balance of what he does offensively and then what they do defensively is the perfect match. Just like what you were saying with O'Connell and Flores. Right. That matches what their team identity is. And right now, you know, it's crazy for me to say this or to think this, but – I would not want to see the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs with Joe Flacco. I really think the Cleveland Browns, if they stay healthy, which they got banged up a little bit in this game. Right. But if they stay healthy, they might be a Super Bowl football team. They well, really might Well, they're missing be. some
1: guys. We'll see, I, got, we'll look I at know, this but, week, like, they're but borderline. Right. They're, border,
0: they're a team that could end up being like, how are they in the AFC championship game? If they're healthy, where's the weakness? Right. And, you and know, Ford and Hunt running the football. Oh, Amari the scheme, been, too, of what they do. Yeah. It, it's really good. Secondary and then defense, is, first in total defense, first right. against the pass. They're 11th in the run, so come on, guys, pick it up.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just,
0: it's crazy. It really it is.
1: is. It's fun to watch. We got a lot of good stories. You and I, this is, we got Denver, we have Buffalo, and now we have Cleveland. Yeah. And all these teams are in the playoffs because I hope they don't make it. You're right. Because, <laughs> you know, you're looking at it. You yeah. start looking at the schedule, or what could happen? You go, oh, man, I hope we don't find – Martin the Emerson to... Jr., too. He had oh, two yeah. picks. He
0: was awesome. Greg He's... Newsom with a pick. He was phenomenal. Shout-out to Ronnie Hickman, too. Right. DePaul, uh Catholic yeah. Spartan here from New Jersey. Okay. He replaced uh, uh, Juan Thornhill, who was out or ruled out right before the game. Boy, Thornhill's uh, a good player, too. So, yeah, they need him healthy. They need Denzel Ward healthy, but, like – that's a really good football team. Again, we've highlighted them multiple times throughout the season. The signing of Joe Flacco is unbelievable how much has changed their football team. And you can see, too, the team like is totally buying into him yeah, and, yeah. and what they're trying to do now. All right, so really we're, cool.
1: We're a couple minutes over. All right, let's...
0: let's go. So we got week 15 picks. We're both 15 and 8.
1: Fifteen and eight. That's the. I went four zero.
0: You went two and two last week.
1: All right, luck. I'm oh, feeling.
0: Okay. I'm feeling cocky, Phil. All
1: right. Well, you know, anytime you want to put something on this and have a little.
0: Well, side I already major. bet a thousand dollars on the MVP, and after Tyreek got banged up last night, it's not looking great.
1: You put a thousand dollars on to who? Did you bet me?
0: The NFL MVP? Yeah, you forgot about that. Well, of course uh, I did. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Concussion yeah. protocol. So, so hey man, uh, how
1: do I look? Oh, it's bad, big. Man. It's bad. <laughs> oh,
0: you had a hole in your head, man. Yeah, no.
1: Um I've heard that before, too. Denver Denver. Denver Detroit. Detroit. Who you Ed got? Detroit. I got take... Denver. Well, I do too. Damn. All right. You're... Pit you're... at Indy. This is a... now this is a good one. Who do you like? <sighs> I just can't take Pittsburgh in anything right now. Oh, well. Okay. I'm going Indy. Me too.
0: All right. Yeah. And I look think this is
1: our last one.
0: Uh we got two more. I'll Dallas, Dallas, and Buffalo.
1: I'm taking Dallas.
0: Damn, you're no fun.
1: Well, all, all right.
0: right, Dallas two for me. Uh, right. Bengals Vikings.
1: Is it at Minnesota? Yes. Yeah, do it, do it. Who's starting for Minnesota? Is he declared yet?
0: I don't know if he has yet. It's got to be Nick Mullins. It's yeah, got it to be. It has to be. Yeah, it's I'll gonna go be to him. It. Um,
1: all right, I'll take Minnesota.
0: You'll take Minnesota? All right, good. All right, so the only one that we differed on is uh, the, the
1: Bengals-Vikings uh, game. It's at Minnesota, though, you said. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does we, it really well, matter? Sure. <laughs> sure. Man, you know, I'll tell you, we're, we're sure. done here. But what's really cool, seeing games now in Cincinnati, the environment, Cincinnati. The stadium. Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Did I say Cincinnati? Cincinnati? I I said that on a (laughs) telecast with them. I I got roasted. Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati. Here we are today in Cincinnati. Well, that's how I said it growing up. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I Don't make Country boy. Yeah. All right. Well, that was great, man. Good try.
0: Hey, Phil. You're back. Yeah. Good to see you, man. He's back. You're the man.
1: That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's not a very good. That was awful. That that was so
0: bad. Uh, That's all for us. Yep. IMP Studios, thank you so much as always. Believe Network. uh, You know, listen to us. Apple, all that stuff, wherever podcasts are available.
1: Oh, you know what? YouTube. Sims Complete. I want the people that listen text us some questions. Yeah, text us. Yeah, and here's my number. Well, not text, five, five, whatever. Five. How do, what the hell you do? How are we going to get questions <laughs> to you? Uh, you, you know, you Throw can, it out there. You do yeah, do it on in Twitter. In the comments
0: section. Uh, th-
1: <laughs> on the Twitter,
0: yeah, on X. X, okay. But whatever, uh, whatever it is, you're right. Twitter, yeah, ask Big Phil some questions I'll on do Twitter. That. Make fun of us. You can right leave it in, in the, the comments section on the YouTube channel. Okay, and yeah. we'll yeah. answer. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll we'll also uh, do a post, and we'll give everyone uh, Big Phil's cell phone number so you can call and text him directly. All right? Sound good?
1: Well, I don't know to say. <laughs> Yeah. I don't pay attention to it, so go ahead. That's right. Yeah, That's right. All right, all from right. all of us
0: here at Sims Complete, thank you so much again, and uh, we'll see you next week. That was good. As we
1: always, what do we say at the end here, Phil? Oh, toodles. Toodle. Hey. Toodles. Hey, toodles. toodles. Hey, toodles. Hey, toodles. Hey, hey, you know, I was like your coach, high school coach. hey. Hey.